0: Welcome to the first Love at First Laugh, the green room edition of 2021. I am so excited today. I have an incredible guest. I've known her for years. Okay. I'm going to read her credits, but they're like so long, it's ridiculous, but I'm just going to narrow it down. Uh, She has uh, been on Tet 2 alongside Seth MacFarlane and Mark Wahlberg. She worked alongside Samuel A. L. Jackson in Lakeview Terrace, her starring role in Tyler Perry's Single Moms Club. I mean, she, and she has also a Screen Actors Guild Award nomination under her belt. So what else can I say? Please welcome the fabulous, amazing, incredible, beautiful. I mean, I'm just
1: it's Coco Brown. Hey, Hi, what's up, girl? How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I have to go get myself together, girl. I'm looking. I'm looking a little jet lagged. Honey, because I, I flipped Giving <laughs> oh, really? really? you all of myself and all of my splendor right now. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, girl. You don't. You don't need any makeup. You're gorgeous.
1: Oh, thanks, sis. So I tell me, good. where I've uh, been great. Where Where did you travel? Where did you go? I, I had to go to Florida yesterday to do a, a private show in Sarasota, and yes. uh, it was good. It was good. You know, it's. And every time I touch the stage, which is now so far and few between because of the pandemic, but it's it's good to know I haven't lost my mojo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I walked on stage like a deer in headlights, but I came out victorious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So how did it feel? I mean, going back, did you perform like during the pandemic or was this like your first? It was very sporadic. I mean, I did, I did, you know, some
1: virtual shows, which just aren't the same, even though no. you know, it just you know, whatever, you know, but it, it was yeah. still fun nonetheless, but it's something about being on that stage and having an audience in front of you. So they, those shows were kind of sporadic, yeah. um, but it, it felt good to be back on stage, you know, in front of everybody and in a crowd and stuff. So it was cool.
0: It was like with man. real
1: people, not
0: on zoom. Right, or...
1: You know, it was very social distance. You know, we're used to the crowds being like here and they're way back here, you know what Yeah. I mean? <laughs> How does that work?
0: Is the connection the same or does it feel weird? Um, it's, 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 it still
1: feels the same to a degree because you're actually doing with a live audience, but they're the same token. You know, I like to look at the expressions and the reactions off stuff to people. And sometimes they're sitting so far back. You're like, okay, are you laughing? Okay, laughing. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. So I always start my, my questions with what propelled you to do stand up comedy? A friend. A friend, a friend I, really. you know,
1: it never even crossed my mind uh, to be, to do standup, never. Um, that I went to college with this whole uh, agenda that I was going to be this boss chick one day, Karen, a brief, <laughs> Claire, <laughs> Claire Huxtable, you know, married kids and all that. And a friend of mine that I went to college with knew a guy who owned a comedy club in D.C., and took me to a barbecue at his house. And by the end of the night, just me being me, yeah. the guy on the club was like, you should do stand-up. you funny as hell. And I'm like, okay, I'll try it. Because I mean, I'm those people that I will try something once, you know what I'm saying? I've bungee jumped, I've jumped off of 500 foot cliffs in Jamaica, I'm, you know, I, I, I've been that daredevil a little bit in my life, so I was like, sure. And it just it fit like a a, a, a well worn shoe, you know what I'm saying? So I just stuck with it, and it just became my career
0: path. That is amazing. Yeah. That was that when you were really young in your 20s, or yeah, 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 I
1: was fresh out of college. I, think I was
0: like- fresh out of college. Yeah, wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's great because then you started early. I started a little bit later. So yeah. is,
1: is it you think it's easier to start earlier than later? It's a double-edged sword, you know, because I know people who started very later in life and they're doing quite well and they got to experience uh, certain things, you know, like marriage, kids, normality. Uh, For me, it just, you know, it became such an intricate part of my life that sometimes I do wonder how different it could have been if I had started later and kind of you know, stuck to my original plan of trying to be Claire Huxtable. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, comedy, she's a jealous B-I-T-C-H. She don't like sharing you with nobody. Uh, I know, right? It's mm-hmm. it's
0: very hard to to yeah. do it. Absolutely. Yeah. The traveling mm-hmm. and and just the, it's the
1: commitment too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The exactly. Right? And trust and believe being a female in this business, honey, it, it, it takes a very special man to understand where we stand. How about that? Thank you. That's why everybody's like, why are you saying, away <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. You know, I think it all boils down to men. I love you, but your egos are way too fragile. <laughs> Thank you. I know we need like a really strong man with capital. And- that what I do on stage is a persona. It's a job. When I come home, I'm somebody else. I'm your wife. I'm your woman. They can't, they can't seem to unblur the lines. Absolutely.
0: No, I agree. I agree. And when you get attention from males, do they get jealous? You find that they
1: get I don't, that like- I don't know if it's well. It's it's kind of like you know that 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 ego that pride kicks in. Yeah, you know, just from my experiences, mm-hmm. I'm not used to not being the center of attention. Yeah, and uh, then they think that people are looking at them because they think every joke is about them. Oh, God. And, and, you know, and they, it's 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 a plethora of things that yeah. I have experienced. I can't speak for everybody. Sure. But from what I've experienced, it's one of those things where they think it's all cute in the beginning, but then when you start getting a lot of shine, they feel some type of way.
0: Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it's very it's, it's hard to be a female comedian. It really yeah. is. I mean, I, I hate
1: to say it, honey. I've had more men try to break me than lift me. Oh, my. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, they don't know what it is. They. I don't know. It's like they, oof, child, that's a whole other conversation. I don't that's know. It's, it's exactly. weird. It's like, you know, <laughs> they, 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 they get on this agenda. I'm going to break her down. I'm going to break her down. I'm like, oh my God. What's wrong with you? Yeah. It's like, you can't you know, break down. me down. You know, like, why do you want to break me? Why you want to, why do you want to do that? What? Yeah. If you love someone, why do you want to break them? You wanna? Build I, don't them it's, it's, I, don't I don't know. That. Maybe it's an ego thing. I don't know. But that's just from my experiences that a lot of dudes that I've come across, um, they, 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 they'd rather break than make, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And I don't know if, it, if they feel like it's a badge of honor. Oh, I made her cry. I heard, <laughs> you know, I heard her feelings. I don't know, honey. I don't know. So I just be like, I'm good. I'm so good.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, that's, that's it. What are you going to do? I mean, it's your I, passion. It's what you do. It's your job. And
1: Right, it's a job when I come home, like if anybody knows me, they know that Coco no. Brown is in the streets, you know what I'm saying She's on them stages. When I come home, I'm Farrah Brown, honey, I'm mama. You That's know, right. I'm very I'm very traditional in that space, you know, even when I was a wife, you know I was cooking, I was cleaning, doing laundry, you know what I'm saying, making sure my husband was good I, I was a wife, you know, I, I had brown on when I walked out the door, but when I came home i was I was fair I was a, i was I was well, I was wifey, I was mommy. Wow. That's actually that takes a lot of uh
0: talent, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of patience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really <laughs> does. You know. Absolutely. It's it's yeah. it's tough. Um, yeah. so growing up, did you have any role models as far as comedians?
1: I mean, you know, because I never looked at being a stand up as an option growing up, yeah. but I had comics that I liked, you know. Um You know, I was, you know, I I used to sneak and watch Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, George Carlin, you know, I used to stay up on Saturdays and watch SNL, you know, but I never, it never crossed my mind that I would be in that, 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 that field. They just, I just enjoyed what I was watching, you know what I'm saying? So, Mm -hmm. um, it's weird that I guess I was preparing for my future without knowing I was, because I was watching it truly as a fan. Yeah. Well, that
0: that's good though I mean that's how you learn yeah yeah absolutely so uh, do you prepare to go on the stage do you have any rituals or anything that you do special
1: just to get in that I zone don't think I just zone out I will be on my phone yeah. playing bingo <laughs> like seriously I <laughs> when I'm ready to go on stage it's like you know features comics that have opened for me have been on the road with me they know that I will be in that green room and I'll be on my phone doing something so random, like playing bingo or solitaire. You know, you know, two dots. You know, I, I'm, I'm completely separating myself from everything, just decompressing, so that when I walk on that stage, this slate is clean. So whatever comes out my mouth is authentic and genuine.
0: It's not forced. Right. And do you feel like talking to other people when you're in the green room kind of
1: affects your vibe a little bit? Um, depends on who I'm talking to. And a lot of times, like I said. Yeah. Most of my features that I work with, they know don't bother the queen, leave alone. <laughs> like they, they, they know the drill. Like, they don't even hang out in the green room. Like, they'll come in, greet me, like, Miss Brown, you need anything, or Coco, you need anything, you good, whatever, whatever. And then they leave. They just know that when I'm in that green room, once I get there, I'm getting in my headspace. So, it's kind of like an unwritten rule. Yeah. Um, you know, in between shows, I'll talk to people. You know, I'm saying, you know, fans yeah. or whatever will come back stage or come to the green room or whatever. But a lot of times, you know, I'm just in that green room by myself. I don't even have the speaker on, so I can hear the show. I don't want to hear nothing. I just right. want to be zoned in on something so uncomedy, like so not comedy, so that when I go out there, it's like whatever comes out my mouth is just authentic and genuine. Yeah. So you're the real person
0: into yourself, like in the green room exactly exactly yeah that's my process you know i'm saying i just kind of go into a zone right because there is a comedy persona obviously you know we all have that absolutely i mean that's a duality to me you know there's there's coca and there's farrah two very different people i agree i agree completely i have um my manager when we first started working she was like you listen to neo Soul at night? Like you chill? I'm like, yes, I love to chill. And I I like you, I play like wordscapes. I'm on like puzzle number almost 5,000 And a Like
1: I have those, you know, those little books (laughs) that your grandma used to have, where you can find the words, the the, the words. (laughs) I do that. Like I I literally have that on my phone and I'm finding words. I'm completely zoned out from the whole comedy thing. So that when they come and knock on the door and say, two minutes, Ms. Brown, it's like it's a clean slate, so that's why you'll never see the same set twice from me, because I'm not sitting in my head going it's A B C D E F. I'm giving a clean slate, so how organically it comes out is what will come out.
0: Absolutely, you can you can have an idea of your arc, right? Right, I know. I know the my,
1: my delivery and my timing, you know, but. Uh, yes. Depending on when I walk on that stage and, and feel whatever energy it is, yes, uh, I'm matching it and then one upping it. You know what I mean? So it's like yes. I'm not going out there like a robot. I'm no, going to A B C D E and F no matter what you do. No, that's not no, me. you can't do that. That's just mm-hmm. not I, real. I'm not That's their formula, but it's not mine.
0: I am so with you. I do the same thing, and then you mm-hmm. improv. You know, depending and you feel the energy of the audience. It's about connecting mm-hmm. with the audience, and you need to. Mm-hmm. Feel energy. We're kind of like a little bit of like psychologists, part actors, part everything. Right. 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 Yeah. We're everything. We're a true entertainer from beginning to end. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So as far as uh, sets, which one was your best set ever and your worst set ever? Do you do you Mm -hmm. have any in your?
1: uh, I've had a lot of great sets, but I can distinctly remember my worst. Uh, it was many years ago, I was doing a college. I want to say it was Texas Southern in, in, okay. in Houston, Texas. I think that's, yeah. Did not know it was the alma mater of Erica Badu. And I had an Erica Badu joke. Oh, no, no. And I opened it, I opened with it. When I say I, my body levitated from the booze. I got. I, I couldn't understand why I was getting booed out the gate with a premise And literally, they're on the side, like, she went here, she went here. But I'm like, but it's not a bad joke, but I don't know what it is. Maybe some comics that come there said some some, some disrespectful jokes. I don't know. But when I say them kids didn't even want to hear the joke, all I had to say was, Erica Badu. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) And literally, that is all I could do. I couldn't do anything but walk off stage. Luckily, I still got my check, but it's like, that was the worst set ever. And that taught me a very, very valuable lesson. Do your yeah. research for your touch of stage and, and find yeah. out what are some things you may or may not want to talk about in this
0: Absolutely. We got to do our research. That's true. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and sometimes we don't because we just go do
1: the gig and mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. wow. That's, that's rough. Yeah. One of my that's... best sets though, I have to say when I did my Comic View grandstand back in 99, uh, I, I wasn't even scheduled to do a grandstand. And they told me at the last minute, Coco, we're going to give you 30 minutes. And I had prepared for what, tw- eight minutes? <gasps> but it so worked out because I just went into this zone. And uh, just the reaction from that set, you know, just jolted me, you know. So that's definitely one of the ones that stands out in my mind and one of the best sets. and. You yeah, but I've had a lot of great sense that I, that I, yeah. just, you know, but yeah, but that was the worst. The, that was the worst right there. The worst. You always kill it anyway. I mean that, but I always, <laughs> <kill that question. laughs> Earl, yeah, I was, ooh, Chad, I was the one and only time I have been booed. <laughs> God, Bad. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. Oh, uh, I'm in pain just hearing about that. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. Wow. It was, um, <laughs> it was bad, and oh, because you said Erica, wow, okay, uh, yeah. Do you have, by the way, do you have any writing strategies? Like, how do you, uh, how do you write? Do you get inspired? Do you sit down?
1: Uh, inspired and- a lot. A lot of my jokes and thoughts come to me when I'm getting ready to go to bed. I I <laughs> learned to have my phone right beside me because at first I I'm trying to get up and write it. But now I just hit quick voice on my phone, cause I'll be I'll be sleep, and then just something will come into my head, and I'll just go. I got you know, whatever, whatever. I've done that with motto numbers, child. I ain't won nothing yet, but <laughs> I'm just, I just had numbers fly through my head. Let me write these down. But um, two, I'm a bullet point kind of person. Like stuff that just catches my attention, or stories I hear from family members or friends, and I'll just jot down, and then I'll kind of. I kind of use the sandwich method, like my, my mentor, uh, the late great fat doctor, he said mm-hmm. what it is that, you know, your set has, a, a, you know, a, a beginning and an end and everything in the middle is your meat and your cheese and your onions right. and your mayonnaise, whatever, a lot. Yeah. So he said a lot of times when you're inserting new jokes into an already established set, he said, just add it to your sandwich attached to something that you already have there. So like, literally for me, I would get an inspiration for a joke and I would somehow tag it onto an already established joke, but then I would challenge myself to build on that premise in the middle of that joke, keeping the punchline from the original joke in my back pocket. That if it's not working, I can always shift back to the original joke and get the results I want. I love that. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of my method. That's brilliant, I like that. Yeah, so that's kind of like how I come up. Like you know, one uh, of the one comic, uh, Nate Jackson. He used to say, "Coco watching you was like watching a typewriter." And I said, "What are you talking about?" And he said, "Every time you come to do my show, he had to show up in Tacoma, Washington. Uh, Nate Jackson, super funny comedy show. And whenever I would come, I would always have a different closer, and he couldn't understand like how does she have a different closer? But what I would do is that I would push up the existing closer." So at one, at some point that a closer would somehow end up in the beginning. And then it was just, you know, so that he said, you're like a typewriter. It's like you constantly just move a joke. (laughs) So, you know, that was just kind of my method of madness that um, I would literally just go and, you know, insert the jokes in. And if a joke got a big laugh and it was a banger, it would just get moved to the end. You know, and then when I would get another one, it would just move it up and move it up. And then eventually certain jokes would kind of fall off because now I've got new material that, you know, so that's how it all came about for me.
0: I love it. That's amazing. Um, So have you ever wanted to quit and. Every day. <laughs> Every
1: day. And not a day goes by that I don't look on the wall at that master's degree going, what the hell am I doing? Three college degrees. I know, right. Right. It's like a day goes by that. I don't question what the hell was I thinking, getting into a business that can be so bipolar. One minute you are just you know, appreciated and loved and celebrated, and the next minute, it's like they don't even know your name. You're invisible. So exactly. it's like, why would I do this to myself? But, I don't know, it just keeps, it won't let me go. It's like a, you know, it's it's, it's like a, you know, obsessed ex. It won't let me go. <laughs> yeah, it's like a bad ex, I would Right, say. <laughs> seriously, it won't let me go, because I mean, even even during the pandemic when, when, when everything just fell off my calendar, you know, and I just yeah. had this all this time and space. Um, I'm like, well, this is the end, Lord. This is the end, right. you know? So I started focusing on other things, thinking, okay, I have to shift, because that's just me. You know, I don't let grass grow under my feet, I never have. I love that, So, yeah. you know, I was shifting into other businesses, other ventures, I was mm-hmm. writing a book, writing a screenplay, I, I was just yeah. like, I'm gonna focus on stuff but comedy just kept popping up like herpes. It wouldn't let me go. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, okay, I guess it is a thing.
0: <laughs> it's like narcissistic abuse, you know?
1: Seriously, seriously. I'm thinking, okay, she's been real quiet. She hasn't popped up. I haven't gotten any shows. Okay, I'm gonna focus. And then boom, you know, I'm like, okay. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Totally.
0: Like stalker. <laughs> totally a narcissistic
1: abuser. Exactly. <laughs> well, I read
0: an article that during one of those times when you wanted to quit, Tyler mm-hmm. Perry kind of got you out of that. Yeah. Right. so, can you tell us what happened that
1: time um, that you went? Yeah. I was I was in LA, um uh, and uh I had been there for a few years, you know, and uh, I had had a big nasty breakup with the management that I had been with. That was completely over a misunderstanding. Basically, they 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 saw my website which was being rebuilt, and because they didn't see their name on the website, they thought I had dropped them. So they sent me a long letter telling me to kiss their ass and dropped me. <laughs> oh my god! What the hell? I, I mean, awesome. like, I'm rebuilding my website. Don't you see? <laughs> you know, so. I just was in a really funky place because of that, you know, cause I had been in LA for a while. I had panicked at one point and went back and got a master's in education thinking, you know, I love education. I love teaching. So if this doesn't work out, I can always be Miss Crabtree. Right. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so when this happened, it was just like, okay, God, are you trying to tell me this isn't for me? That, that I need to go in and focus on something else. So I literally had started applying for teacher jobs in Every state imaginable. I had interviews in Atlanta. I had interviews in Arizona. I had interviews in Seattle. I had interviews in my hometown of Virginia. I just was like, I'm gonna be a teacher, and I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm gonna really just roll the wheel and see where yeah. I end up. Cause I'm single, I ain't got number a dog. I'm, 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 a, I'm a Yeah, I feel you. I ended up going to the Comedy Union one night doing a show, and that's where I met um, my 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 newer my new my new agents that I'm no longer with, but we're still like family. But I had met uh, Jeff and Nicole from Elevate, and they were like, "We want to sign you. You're great." Blah, blah 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 And I said, "I went." And they invited me to their home for dinner. I met their kids. It was great vibes, great energy. I said, "Okay, you know, I'm gonna give this one more try." But I still ain't gonna stop taking these interviews because I don't know what's up. Yeah. So one day I was on the computer and I was uh, looking at jobs and responding to job inquiries, and I and I suddenly said, mm, "You know, check." Uh, uh, uh actors aspects. see what see what see what roles are out there and they had popped up with a role on a new tyler perry series that was a spinoff of why did i get married and they were casting for sheila which was uh jill scott's character and i said damn i, man, I could play that with my eyes closed you know that's that's my, yeah. that's my life hell i'm just i'm just going in there breathing that's all i gotta do so i called my new agents and um come to find out uh, Jeff, one of the agents, had a relationship with the president of Tyler Perry Studios. He made a phone call. I just happened to be going to Atlanta to do Uptown Comedy Corner that weekend. He set it up that I would have an interview that Friday morning while I was there, because I got there Thursday. So um, went, you know, and uh, at the time I was married, I, I was a newlywed, I had only been married a few months, and uh, my ex-husband went with me and uh, went and did the audition. It went, it went really well, but what really made me go it went really, really, really well is that when I came out the audition, the president of the studio, Ozzy Aru, was waiting for me. And he introduced himself to me and then he took me on a whole tour of the studio. And I met everybody minus Tyler, okay? And I said, man, they can't be doing this with every person audition for this role. This must be a good sign. Uh, four months went by, four, before I ever got the call that I got the role. Oh my During God. that time I had been on interviews for teaching jobs. I was literally trying to make up my mind where I was going at the moment. I was thinking about Vegas. Cause I said I could still teach and still get to LA if I needed to. So I had gotten an interview in Vegas and I was literally about to confirm. Cause my ex-husband was uh, from Vegas Well, he, his parents lived in Vegas. So he was open to going back to Vegas. He was cool with it. So we were like planning, you know, like whatever. And uh, it was so funny that (laughs) I went and uh, it was literally about to confirm this interview to go to Vegas and got the call that I got the role. So that's how Tyler Perry saved me from quitting because I was going to take that job in Vegas and go teach. Wow, that's like...
0: Crazy. The timing is insane. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. So, that should be a message to you that you need to keep doing what you're doing. Right. right? Exactly. Exactly. Loud and clear, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely. So, you, do you consider that your big
1: break? Do you think that was your. To a degree, yeah. Absolutely. Break, to a degree, yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, I had established myself as a stand up in my mind. Mm-hmm. I had been doing comedy for, for uh, shoot, eight, nine, ten years when I got that role. So, uh, it might, yeah, longer than that, maybe. No, longer than that. Yeah, longer than that, what I'm saying. Oh, my God, I yes, yes. About 12, 13. It was definitely at long least. Long. And, um, I decided to, uh, you know, when I did that role, it exposed me to a lot of people that I realized didn't know who I was. There were a lot of people that had no idea I was a stand up. When well, I was coming to these cities to do shows, and they were like, and they were saying, you know, Jennifer from Tyler Perry for so better or worse. They were coming to my show going, I didn't know you was a comic. And I'm like, I've been doing comedy like 15 years. You know, but you know, it exposed me to a, a bigger, you know, fan base. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so that was definitely, I think one of my biggest breaks. Yeah, that's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so You
0: were nominated for a Screen Actors Guild Award. Mm-hmm. Or was that for
1: Or oh, oh, it's Tyler person, better was best yeah. supporting actress. Mm-hmm. That's that's beautiful. That's you know. great. Oh my I got, God. I got that claim to my name. I didn't win, but hey, I'm, I'm just grateful at least I got that under my belt. You got <laughs> eliminated. Shoot. Right. Uh,
0: so um, I, I'm always fascinated, like how the industry keeps changing, you know, since we yeah. started to now. And now we have social media and, yeah. uh, I feel like it's definitely changed, uh, as far as like how people become successful, but there's also a drawback that people, uh, you know, sometimes blow up too early and they don't have enough material. Mm. So what is your take on how it, it, it is, the industry is now compared to
1: what, like, let's say 15 years ago. Well, there's no more levels. There's no more levels. It used to be levels and kind of like, you know, you would graduate to different levels. Yeah. Now you can go from zero to 80 just with one post on social media. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it was a process for me to go from a a, a, a open micer to an MC to an opening act to a feature to a headliner to actually right. getting into the comedy clubs, getting in the mainstream comedy clubs. There was like levels. Now it takes one good post. Girl. Yeah. And you say you're a comedian and you will get a weekend at an improv or funny, book. just like, that's that. crazy. And that's do you think all it takes. that's all it takes? So, you know, there's no more levels. right? Um, and then too, you know, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a tough thing for me when it comes to social media, because, um, I've always been one of those people that I'm not going to say anything until I have something to say. And it's like, you know, when I look at the people that are doing it constantly with, you know, content and videos and sketches, I admire the hell out of it because mm-hmm. I am a creative person. But to to do that two three times a day and girl, it's it's a lot. I I, I, I just I, and maybe God will inspire me one day. And then too, it just seems like everything that I might want to talk about is already being done. So it's like okay you know, I'm a single mom that's being done. Uh, I'm a black woman. That's being done. I'm a single black woman. That's being done. I'm raising a black boy. That's been done. So it's like, it's kind of like, okay, you know, what do I do? But I was talking to a friend of mine and he was saying, just post, just post, just do content. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Anybody mm-hmm. else has done it before COVID do it anyway. So it's like, I've been contemplating, you know, what will be my voice? What will be my stand? But a lot of these social media people don't even care about whether Hollywood comes and gets them because they're making so much money on social media, honey. It would be a step backwards to go do a TV show. Uh, Yeah, no kidding. They lose money doing a TV show. That is so true. It's
0: it's changed so much. How do you think, in your opinion, how do you think that this new way of being successful is going to affect the industry and the people that they're going to use for... You know, TV shows and movies—are they going to use the same pool of people? No,
1: yeah, I think they have their favorites who have already got their foot in the door. Yeah, uh, I've always said that I'm grateful that I got my big toe in before this happened.
0: Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I got
1: my—I ain't got the whole foot in because if I had the whole foot in, honey, I'd be working on—I'd uh, be somebody's series regular right now. Yeah, but the fact that I'm still recurring and guest starring here and there—I'm like the pop-up queen right now. You'll see me pop up in an episode of *Handmaid's Tale*. You know what I'm saying? I'm like the pop up queen right now. I pop up on so shows, uh, reoccurring on different shows, and what shows uh, have you been popping on? Like, how, uh, like right now, I have a reoccurring on 911 on Fox. Nice. I have a reoccurring on Never Have I Ever on Netflix. Uh, I'm guest starring on BMF, the new show, Black Mafia Family by uh, 50 Cent, um, you know, says that's, that's my thing right now. I, you know, I used to pop up all the time on Soul Man with Cedric. I popped up on his new show, The Neighborhood. You know, I, I'm like the pop-up queen. You know, I'm a pop-up on your show at some point. I love it. You know, I'm cool because it keeps me out there. It keeps me working. You know, I miss, you know, having one particular job that's, you know, a series regular or whatever. But at the same token, I'm just grateful that I got a big toe in before this happened. Because, yeah, Mm -hmm. a lot of times they're going to go with somebody with a huge social media following, especially for TV shows, because they feel that that following is going to transcribe over to viewership, which is mm-hmm. going to help the show survive. Now, I've seen it work, and I've seen it not work. Not I mean, work, So right. it's 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 rolling up the dice. But yeah. if they had to make a choice, of course, you're going to get somebody with 10 million view, you know, 10 million followers, yeah, to fill a role that maybe uh, an established actor or actress would get. Um, right. but you know, I think that's the only thing. It's like you know, I, I'm just grateful I got my big toe in. Yeah, definitely I'm still viable. I'm still getting called in yeah. for auditions and working, you know, and stuff. So um now I know that if I was to really go balls deep on social media, um, I might up the ante a bit. But like I said, I'm one of people that I have to be inspired, it has to be something that comes from and I just yeah. can't be out there faking it for views. Yeah. I, it has to be authentic to me and, and, and organic. It, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, it has to be organic. But let me tell you what, I've been the last couple of months, they rebranded me. I have a new manager. I have also people helping me with social media. Mm. And I'm kind of getting into like the stories and and doing. I'm not doing, uh, not even close to as much as what people do. You know, right, right. right. <laughs> but if you start doing it, you kind of like get into it, and you're like, okay, what can I do? And and if you have like my manager gives me ideas on what stories to post or what to do sometimes, and I'm like that's a waste of time. She shoots something. I'm like, what, what is that? And then mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, I can make like three stories out of this, you know, what she mm-hmm. shot. So
1: maybe you can like try doing a little bit and just, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, know. I you know, I had, I had one, you know, that I was doing called single mom struggles that can be cured with wine. <laughs> and really, at the end of the day, you're looking crazy as hell with a glass of wine. talk about, you know, being a single mom or whatever issues were going on. And people have been asking me to bring that back. Yeah. So um, you Know it when, it when it happens, you'll know, yeah. Uh, guess, <laughs> it's, it's weird, it's like the days go by so fast, too. I'd be like, damn, how does it 10 o'clock at night? I just woke up, you know. It's like, so. <laughs> hey, no, so it's, um, yeah, you know, but uh, um, I know it's something that I have to dig deeper into, yeah. More of. And I'm just hoping that it'll just be put on my heart that once I get going, I'm the kind of person, once I get going into something I feel passionate about, it's like, it's it's no whole right. part of tunnel vision. I yeah. just haven't been hit with that inspiration yet. Right. And you'll find that, you know? Yeah. yeah, I I, I think I will because I, I think about it a lot, you know, like what can I do or what, you know, whatever. So um, hopefully we'll see. It's like now it's like, what
0: can I do? And the format is different. It's social media. It's 15 minutes. People follow me. It's like the other
1: day I posted a video of the the the, the 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 SWAT team helping the lady down the steps at the at the at the coup, uh, you know, at the insurrection at the Capitol. Yeah. And all I said was, Is it like really helping her for real? The, you know what? I can't. I have to go. And when I say that thing got reposted by some big people in the industry, Leslie Jones reposted it, Director Dion Taylor reposted it, and it like almost went Berkeley viral. And I was like, "Oh, they do like my voice." More videos, it's okay. red Coco. Oh, you
0: know,
1: and red I, red and red I, that's only because it, it, it felt I was compelled to say something, right? So, um, I think it's coming. to stay tuned.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh definitely. I know it's coming Right, <laughs> yeah. it's a matter of time right exactly this is some time. Yeah, definitely uh so this these i'm gonna be like a little bit deeper questions um right. what do you feel? i know you you probably have a an answer to this I know you do uh you know we all have like a mission in life, right what do you feel is your mission in on this earth
1: God, my mission on this earth ah oh. If I had to say my mission on earth, I would say it is to be the best mother and to raise uh, a good Black man. Oh, I love that. Yeah, to to, to, to raise uh, raise a good Black man, a good man, a good human being. A good human being. uh, A good human being, you know, and um, to be true to myself. You know, and to show people that you can go down the wrong path of being what everyone expects you to be for a long time. And at any given point you can stop and take you back and be authentic to you and it's
0: okay. I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. Yes. Yeah. Um, is there anything you're working on? Is, is there a goal that you're working on? Anything that right now during the pandemic you've been thinking about doing or besides the social media?
1: Direct. Is that? Direct. Direct Yeah, I had the opportunity. I was I was there in the capacity of a guest of a, of a cast member. Of you know of uh, doing a movie in Detroit over the summer, and I was just offering suggestions to the director because he seemed to appreciate my opinion. Next thing I know, he stepped back, handed me the headphones, and said, "Directors, what?" And I ended up directing a couple of scenes in the movie. And it was just like, it was that eureka moment. Like, I like this. <laughs> <laughs> so I have literally been, you know, I ordered all these books about directing and I'm reading those books. And then I've been looking into like workshops and seminars on directing. I was looking at, you know, a program at SCAD, which is like, you know, down here in Atlanta. Um, you know, I, I, I've been fortunate that I have friends who are directors mm-hmm. who have said, look, come shadow me, come shadow me. Like, yeah. you, know, you know, the good thing is, you know, uh, my friend Tasha Smith from For Better or Worse is directing BMF. I know it's not going to be a problem me sitting there watching her do what she did, you know, what I'm saying, and learning from her, you know, um, Dion Taylor, uh, he has the uh, you know, movie Alpha Tau right now, that's doing extremely well. I know he's someone that I can reach out to and say, hey, bro, when you direct your next movie, can I come and sit? I reached out to Ava DuVernay on Twitter, and was like, can I watch you? And she was like, well, hey, when we go back to shooting, why coming in to New Orleans? And I'm like, what? You know, so so I know the possibilities are there Go mm-hmm. and just observe and learn. But uh, I just got offered um, an offer to direct a full feature film uh, by uh, writer Cameron Jones and I, uh, Carmen Jones, and I'm excited. But I told her, let me just get a little bit more insight, experience, uh, and, and 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 education under my belt. But I would love to. So it looks like I might be directing my first feature film. So that's been like kind of like like next This is interesting. So <laughs> I directing, love <laughs> directing is something I really want to yeah. pursue right now. You know, and right now it is such a It is such a wide open gate for female directors. Right? Yes. Yes. I think this is like the perfect timing. And as I said, once again, something I was inspired, it hit me like a ton of bricks. It wasn't something that I was, you know, it was like, boom, it hit me and said, hey, here's another avenue for you. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about that. That is great, I can totally see you doing that. I am, I am excited because I was like, Wow, because I said I was just you know, he was just asking me my opinion about certain stuff, and this thing I know, he said, You know what, go direct this scene. I said, huh? Oh my god, I, I-, and I was like, Okay, and I'm looking at the screens, you know, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, Okay, uh, action, and I'm like. You know, yeah. I, and it was going good. And I was like, yo, and he, was, and the director, he was like, you're a natural Coco. You ever thought about doing this? I'm like, I hadn't thought about it, you know, but yeah. So now it's like, hmm. you know, yeah. we'll
0: see, what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. That's great. And are you the kind of person that would probably go to school
1: too? Not to school, but I'm going to take classes. As, I mean, I'm taking, yeah. a, a, I'm going to do a workshop right now. that's being offered by NYU um uh, on right. directing like it's you know it's a 12-week course you know that you're doing virtually but you know it teaches you the fundamentals of directing yeah i ain't playing with it i mean i ain't gonna be one that's saying i know what i'm doing here i don't know what i'm doing i don't know what half them terms mean yeah. now, you, now if i'm on the other side of that camera i can tell you everything about fourth wall and action cut and all that but behind that is a whole different animal so i, right. I gotta make sure i know what i'm doing Absolutely. I
0: love that. I'm the same way. I need to be, you know, get educated before I become even if I have a natural talent, right? Mm -hmm. I feel because we both have master's degrees. I'm like, right, right. But some people just do it, you know. They're like I teach, you know, I teach
1: acting to people. You know, especially, you know, I work with a lot of kids teaching acting as well, as well as adults. And people are like, you know, well, what makes you qualified to be a teacher? And I'm like, Well, first of all, I have a master's in secondary education. Hello. So, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and second of all, I have twenty-five years in this business. Mm-hmm. That's your right. Question. What's your next question?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, definitely overqualified. Right, <laughs> so, right. I was That's like, question, okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, tell me, what are you most grateful for in your life in general?
1: God, my son. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. Come on, Grace, you know me. That's my heartbeat, girl. That's my world. That's my air. It's like I I said to him today. What made me wait so long to have you? Oh, my (laughs) God! God. That is such an. I've been so blessed. He's such an amazing child and human being. Even at eight years old, the empathy compassion oh. teacher it's like she has never seen a child with so much genuine compassion for oh his God. fellow kid like and, and just anything she said she's never seen anything like it and you know he just genuinely cares yeah you know and it's like um he just it, ugh, that, that's my what's my heartbeat that's my world oh like, wow you're the most grateful that little boy right there honey he is my yeah. everything <laughs> is amazing. He is my angel.
0: Oh. <laughs> and you can tell kids. I teach kids too. And you can tell who's gonna be the, the empath, you know, the right, right, right. And then you know who's gonna be the serial
1: killer. Like I know. Girl, some of them are like, I'm like, He got a little friend. I look, you know, he cute as he can be, but I think he girl, I be looking at him like he, sometimes he because every time he comes over here, something ends up broken. Uh. And my child, being the diplomat he is, oh, he'll just kind of like slide to the side. Like we ain't gonna let Mama see that you broke my damn chair. <laughs> oh my God, he's so cute. And so, and I'll be like, how would this chair get broken?" He said, "Well, <laughs> okay, so Anthony broke it, but you know, mommy, he was upset about something. <laughs> <laughs> so he was yeah. trying to give an excuse for why he just ripped your chair apart." And I said, why is this child so damn destructive? <laughs> and so somebody to needed something down and say, look here, you can't come over here no more until you stop breaking stuff. And this house. <laughs> I said, I don't know what's going on, but you got a whole house across the street that you can break anything you want because your grandparents home. Well, you come over here and break another damn. I had to get a real clear heck and don't you break another damn thing in this house because I'm gonna break you. Okay, <laughs> I'm everybody gonna care. Understand? I'm gonna send you back home broken, okay? So I don't know. <laughs> you, you do know. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's struggling. kid, she'd be like, oh, he's so destructive. I told I told my son, I said, look, if he tries to get you to kill an animal, you come get me, huh? Oh, how? <laughs> because he seemed like one of them kids. And I said, Ooh, let's see what yeah. happens when we catch this squirrel. Like, no. Oh, definitely. Some of these kids, I, had, I teach swimming in the summer.
0: And one of the kids one time was like, I'm going to punch you in the face. I was like, no, you're not. I'm going to punch you in the face. No, you're not. How he punched me. It didn't feel like anything. Cause I do crap my God. So it felt like he did this. I was like- that, that's-, that's the day
1: I done got fired, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna yoke the hell out of that child. Yeah, so I was I like- am gonna call the parent on FaceTime. With me with the child up in the air with one hand. Come get your child, he losing air. <laughs> Girl, that's the day I got fired. Yeah, you- yeah, yeah, totally, I know, I know. No, no, I got him in trouble. Don't worry. <laughs> I like, him. yeah, I would FaceTime his parents while I held him up in the air by one hand watching him try and do. you may want to come get him, honey. I don't know how much time he got left.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I mean, seriously, I you was like- discipline your child's shit, I will. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think I found my sociopath. <laughs> seriously?
1: Yeah. My one time, I think he might have been three. Yeah tried to slap me and girl when i tell y'all put the fear of jesus and 12 (laughs) more disciples in that chap this day this day they got like it's so funny my my i hate to say it but my my white girlfriends they're like i don't know how i feel about you saying that he fears you and i said let me tell you something you're gonna be wishing the guy little ethan feared your ass when he 13 and looking Mm -hmm. you dead in your face talking about he gonna knock you out that's right. I said, because my son, he already knows, you know, I love him more than life itself. And he knows, mm-hmm. he knows mommy is not one to play with. No, they need to be a little scared of you. I'm not <laughs> kidding. I agree. Yeah, I, agree. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, there's a fine line between respect and fear. And I think I have covered both of them. Because <laughs> my child, he knows, honey. It's like, it's, it's so funny how his teach, all his teachers, even from kindergarten till third grade, he's in now. Yeah. yeah, and I guess they have passed the word to each teacher that gets my yeah. kid because my son has these 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 moments, and I and I, and I always say that's when he's acting like his father. Um, <laughs> my mom to do the same thing whenever we did when, something. When he had these little phases where yeah. he wants to just be extra. Yeah, and so and they only last for like two weeks, but for some reason they just happen. I said, "Oh, he's having a, he's having one of his daddy moments." Okay. <laughs> you know, and so um every teacher has I guess they can say they pass it along, they're like, Oh, if he wants to throw that tantrum, you don't have to speak to him. Just say you're gonna call his mama. Oh my god, that's so
0: funny. And the minute
1: they say, Well, Phoenix, I'm gonna have to call your mama. <laughs> no, no, it's <laughs> okay, I'm gonna act like I'm gonna act right. Like, like. They say they and he <laughs> they say immediately he goes like, Oh, I'm tripping. that's They said they have never seen anything like it, they said, the minute we say, we're going to call your mama, and he's like, oh, you know, I'm tripping, I'm sorry. (laughs) It works, Goku. it works. I'm telling you, because I went up to that school one time, and we had that conversation in the principal's office, and honey, from that that day forward, I tell the teachers, just say you're going to call me. I said, you know, mama work from home. You know, mama can be at that school in seven minutes and 12 seconds. Don't play with me. I can <laughs> And then I'm going to come up there and embarrass you. And I'm going to come up there wearing, I ain't going to have no wig on. Oh <laughs> my God, that's hilarious. I said, I'm going to come up there looking real crazy. I'm going to have a moo moo on. I'm going to embarrass you on top <laughs> I said, No, Everybody going to come up there and tell your tell Look, I'm embarrassed. I'm going to walk all through the cafeteria calling the name. Play with me if you want to. <laughs> That's so funny. No, it's great. She, he has the fear of mom. Right. He's like my mama will gonna come up here with a boom on and no wig <laughs> or walk in the cafeteria and <laughs> <Phoenix. laughs> <laughs> you kill him there. Like I'm good. I'm good. I'm... <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh my God. <laughs> he, can still know I, he know I'll do it. He knows I'll do it. Yes, of course. That's yes, what he he does. I'm on drugs. I don't care. I bet my kid will act right. <laughs> oh my God. That is so funny. I can't totally
0: picture it. And the poor kid just dying there. like,
1: Oh, like, oh my God. Like, finish. That's your mom. <laughs> <laughs> He's I a really, smart boy. Very smart. Right. Yeah. If you embarrass me, I'm going to embarrass you. And my embarrassment <laughs> is gonna be a lot better.
0: Hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, you know, we have a lot of stand-up comics. Watch the show. Mm-hmm. And um, I would love to see what kind of advice would you give any aspiring comics or new comics that are starting up in the business?
1: Um, You know... What I would have told them five years ago is so different from what I would say now. Five years ago, I would have told them, you know, hit the stages, work on finding your voice, uh, be true to yourself, be authentic to yourself, Uh, watch stand up, but don't watch it so much that you embody other people's shit. (laughs) Right, exactly, I love that. Um, But now it's so different. Like right now with the state that we're in, just Mm -hmm. as you're telling me, I'm telling them back, work on your social media presence, build your voice, hit as many stages as you can, even if it is virtual, Mm -hmm. don't stop writing, you know, and uh, because even though it may be the same premise or subject, no one can have your point of view, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Understand that delivery and timing is crucial because you could have the funniest joke in the world, but if you don't deliver it right and your timing is off, it will fall flat, Um, you know, and just know that if you have chosen to get in this business, you know, put your big girl draws on your big boy draws on and understand this ain't for the faint of heart. They're going to be days you're loved and days you're hated. But what right. You got to do above everything else is love and believe in yourself more than anything. I love that. Yes. Very well said. Thank yeah. you. That yeah. was great.
0: Thank you. Uh, do you have any favorite quotes?
1: Oh God. uh Wow. Um, one of my favorite quotes is about Audre Lorde. Uh, she's a poet. Yeah. said, you know, you have to define yourself for yourself or you'll be crushed into other people's ideals of you and eaten alive. I love that.
0: Excellent. So, yeah. I love that. Uh, so what do you want to be known for? God.
1: That I was a good person. And that, um, No matter how high and how much I accomplished, I had no problem reaching back and sharing the knowledge. I love it. um, That in spite of all that was meant to break me, I survived it all and I did it with a smile on my face. Ooh, girl, you're giving me goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love that beautiful. I'm a good mama, and I'm a good mama. <laughs> I know you're the
0: best. Just scary mama, mama
1: <laughs> I mean, scary mama. You know, come up to school with, with, with a shower cap on and a moo, but oh <laughs> not no, the visual. Do do I told you, you you embarrassed me. I embarrassed you back. It's gonna be a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing worse than that. I know. Well, she's an actress, honey. <laughs> she's got characters. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my god So where can we follow you What is your handle It's all Coco Brown
1: right It's it's Coco Brown Someone didn't teach me this When I started doing social media And I wish they had That's nothing I would tell to all new comedians. Make sure all your social media handles are the same. Yeah. No, one, no one told me that until after the fact, so I have all these different social media handles, but they all start with Coco Brown. C-O-C-O-A, Brown, C-O-C-O-A. Please don't forget that A, because you'll get a porn star that ain't me. Okay? Stop it. Thank There's a whole porn star named Coco Brown, C-O-C-O-A, I'm a C-O-C-O Brown, and people be pulling them up. I found out because Somebody from my church, uh, Googled the wrong Coca Brown, and they called my daddy and said I was in LA doing porn. <laughs> my dad called me. Hey, what the hell you out there doing? <laughs> you know? But um, yeah. So on Twitter, it's Coca Brown twenty two. That's C O C O A Brown twenty two. On Instagram, it's Coco Brown One Funny Mama. Um, if you put in Coco Brown, the letter O, you'll see me pop up with a blue check. Um, and on Facebook, it's Comedian Coco Brown. So as long as you don't forget that C-O-C-O-A Brown and you know this space, you'll find me. I love it. <laughs> Excellent.
0: Well, thank you so much, Coco. For- thank you,
1: darling, for having me. It's so good to see you, girl.
0: So good to see you. I gotta come hug your neck. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god! And, and thank you, everybody, for watching. And uh, and I'll see you guys next week at seven PM PST. So, all right, bye. bye. bye